Adventures of the Cultureverse. I am one of your hosts, Caleb Edward Edley, here with my co-host as always, Clay Stroman. How are you doing, Clay? I'm doing good, Caleb. How are you, man? Pretty good. It's good to see you. Last time we recorded, I couldn't see your face, so it's nice to actually you, see who I'm talking you, to. You look really good, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're yeah. too kind. You're, you're glowing tonight. <laughs> I do what I can. Um... This is Masters of the Cultureverse, where we break down all the pop culture news for you so you don't have to. We're going to go through a rundown. We've got main topics. We're talking NBA. We're talking Emmy noms. We're talking SpaceX. we got a whole plethora of topics, and I think we should just jump right into it. What do you think, Clay? I'm ready to get after it, man. All right. So, as we all know, because we grew up in the early 2000s, Harry Potter, his birthday is July 31st. And guess what was just a couple days ago? July 31st. God damn, you are smart. Yes, Harry Potter. It's just that memory, dude. Mine like a steel trap. <laughs> there it is. Harry Potter turned 40 on Friday. Um, so I thought you thought it'd be cool if we talked about our favorite favorite book, favorite movie. My favorite book and movie happened to be the same. I don't know if it's the same for you, but. Yeah, that is actually the same case for me. So uh, okay. go first and I'll, I'll follow up. All right. So my favorite book and movie are The Half-Blood Prince. And I'll tell you why. I feel like we're at that point where the, the story is getting a little bit more serious. We still have a little levity and a little a little lightness, but it's getting more serious. And we get, a, we get a lot more backstory. I like the backstory we get on Voldemort. I like the backstory we get on Snape. So I like building of the world and building of the history of the world. So I, I think that's why that's my favorite. How about you? Yeah, I mean, hey, that's a really good choice. That's when they start introducing the Horcruxes right. and, and all that. All that kind of like endgame stuff. So a lot of important stuff going on there. Um, mine actually happens to be Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. And yeah, and the reasons, what's interesting is that my reason is kind of similar to yours in that I think after book two, that's when stuff starts getting a little bit more serious. Sure. Um, that's when, I mean, the Dementors, like the whole, the whole Azkaban concept, the whole serious black concept, you know, we don't know anything about him at the beginning of the book. We just know he's this guy that wants to kill Harry and he ends up being one of the best characters in the show. He's actually my favorite, or in the in the series, he's mm -hmm. actually my favorite character next to Remus Lupin. Gone too um, soon. Both of gone them. Gone too soon. Yeah, both of them. Um, serious sooner, but both sure. of them should still be with us for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they get into the Patronuses and things like that, and and uh, yeah, they just establish a bunch of really cool people, and the um, yeah, the Marauders and everything. It's it's just a, a solid story. Is it Patronuses, or is it, would it be Patronusi? Patron. I was thinking Patroni. Ah, Patroni. I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, we got there together. Patroni for sure. But no, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy Prisoner of Azkaban. I remember uh, fifth grade, we had one of those little scholastic reader things, and that's when uh, Prisoner of Azkaban came out, and that's when um, my crush on Emma Watson started because I saw her in that, and I was like, whoa, you do not yeah, look she, like you looked in the second book. Yeah, she opened my eyes to um, a lot, really. <laughs> You know, I had this I had this opinion of Hermione. You know, she was nerdy. She had that bushy hair. And then Emma Watson comes through, and she's just a whole different character after that. Oh, yeah. No. There's no comparison. Um, what's your Patronus? I've always thought my Patronus would be a fox. Um, Wait, have you not taken the quiz? I did take the quiz, and it was a fox. <laughs> oh. But I'm saying before— So a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm there. saying before I took the quiz, I always thought it would be a fox. And it's just because there was— when I was in undergrad walking around campus, there would always be this fox. I don't know if it was the same fox. I assume it was the same fox, but I'd always just see, like, this one fox chilling, like, watching me. So I was like, ah, that must be my, like, animal. And so then I took the quiz a couple years later, and it was a fox, and I was like, destiny. What about you? That was that was definitely the same fox that you were seeing. For definitely. Sure. Um, mine, um, mine's actually a, a little stupid. Uh, so I'm a mongrel dog. A mongrel dog. <laughs> what, what is a yeah. mongrel dog? Um, I'm picturing the dog that Sirius Black turned into. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool. So that's that's my headcanon. It's probably just some like stray dog with Parvo or something. <laughs> probably, but we're we're gonna go with the serious thing instead. <laughs> some people are getting unicorns and like orca whales and stuff, and then here I am with my mongrel dog. Hey, uh, but your dog has character. That's the important part. That's true. That's true. He's been through a lot, and it shows. Exactly. <laughs> So speaking of Friday, you know what else happened on Friday? Umbrella Academy. Exactly. Now I know you're finished with it, but I still have two episodes left. So can yeah, that happened? That happened just kind of accidentally. Uh -huh. I wasn't necessarily planning on watching all of it. 
yesterday, but it just it just happened before I knew what really was going on. No, it gets it gets you sucked in. Now remind me, have you read the books? No, no, I haven't. Um, I know a little bit. So I've been as I was watching it yesterday, I was kind of looking up like character bios and stuff like that. And dude, the comic it seems really crazy. The comic like is the, a lot more wild than the, so the show. Sh- the show, yeah, the show is pretty off the wall, but the comic is a whole different story. No, yeah, they've definitely toned it down, and I understand to kind of reach a broader audience, you had to rein some of that craziness in a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I treat them like two different things, but I like them both. So, um, you I, have read the comic. I have read one and two. I just bought three um, on Sunday, yesterday actually. Um, so I have to read three, but I've read one and two and I, I can let you borrow them if you want, but I know yeah, I'm going to have to get into that. I know season one was kind of a mix of books one and two. That's why when season two came out, I was curious how they were going to go with it. Um, I haven't read three though, so I can't see if any of three crept in, but here we are. So yeah, when I was kind of looking around at, at some different stuff as I was watching the episodes, I saw that there was, there's like a Dallas storyline in the comics. Yep. That's book two. Um, I, yeah, so I mean, is that does that go like right along with season two? It takes place in Dallas. I wouldn't say it goes right along, but it's still influenced because I, because Cha Cha and Hazel, who we saw in season one, they're both they're not in book one. They're both from book two. So right off the bat, we've got like a main difference there, kind of with their antagonistic kind of role being changed to uh, the handler. Um, right. And without getting too spoilery, um, this episode, the fish guy we see at the, I think that was like episode one or two, um, he's a bigger role in the books than he has been up to the point that I'm in in the show so far, which I'm on, I'm on episode seven. So yeah, we can, I, I can tell you that his role doesn't really get bigger. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's kind of a bigger deal in the books than he is so far in the show, but gotcha. But like I said, it's still good. And I feel like, so far, the show has been kind of trying to tie some modern things in with like the whole civil rights thing with Allison and, and, yep. and all that. Um, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I still enjoy the show. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really interesting show, really interesting concept. A lot of like off the wall characters and zany activities going down. And I'm always um, surprised when I think about the guy from My Chemical Rom- Romance as the guy who wrote it. So. Oh, I forgot about that. I knew that in season one, and I totally forgot about that. No, it still blows my mind. I'm just like, wow. That's awesome. Um, I will say that season two ends with like a pretty interesting cliffhanger. Okay. Well, next week, we will do a spoiler-filled, because I'll be done by then. We'll do a spoiler-filled episode. That can be one of our main topics. We'll, we'll just break down what we thought. and, and So many spoilers. Stuff. What'd you say? Spoilers only. Spoilers only. Uh, all right. So in other news, you know what happened today? Uh, the Rock along with Redbird Capital, purchased the XFL for $15 million. Did you watch any XFL games last year? I did, I did, yeah. And actually, um, there are a couple couple like ex-NFL players that are now like doing big things in the XFL. Um, and, uh, and one guy, who was it? Um, I forget who it was, but the Panthers picked up like one of the main quarterbacks yeah. in the XFL. So he's on their roster now. And then um, there's a guy from our high school, DeAndre. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Penn State, so he was in the XFL last year, like, doing really well. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Didn't he play for the Eagles, or he was on their practice squad or something? So I think I think they, they didn't draft him, but I think they signed him after the draft, and he was on their practice squad for a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, that's still pretty cool. Starter. Yeah, and then he was a starter in the XFL, and he was, like, putting up big games. Nice. Pretty cool. So do you think anything's um, going to change since The Rock is involved now? Well, I mean, everything has already changed within the XFL. So when uh, when McMahon uh, basically like kind of cut everything loose, he he um, like nullified all the contracts, like pretty much axed all the all the team contracts, all the player contracts, all the owners, and everything like that. So really, the only thing left in the XFL is like the rights, the IPs, um, some of the equipment, like physical stuff. So I think I mean fifteen million. That's a very, that's like a small lump of change mm-hmm. comparatively. You know, um, Vince McMahon he put up a hundred million. I want to yeah. say when he bought it. I've, I think so, that number's right. Yeah. So fifteen million. That's pretty much just like everything that's left, which is probably like a few helmets, um, a couple of team names. 
So we're getting so all think, new teams and everything. It's not going to be the same. I, so the Rockets is essentially going to have to restart the XFL like from scratch. He just bought like the foundation of it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, I, I think I think it's great. I was going to ask you who you're into the Rock. Yeah. I was going to ask you who your XFL team was from last year, but I guess it doesn't really matter since they're all going to change moving forward. Well, I don't know if the che- if the team names are going to change, but uh-huh. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the league was completely different. I, I I feel like you would want to just have a clean slate and just change all the names, right? I mean, there were only a few teams anyway. Yeah, there was like, like eight. Very, eight? Am I right? Yeah, they're all they're they're something like that. They're all like very generically named. They all have very generic looking uniforms. Right. They can just start from scratch, and it's not a big deal. Right. That's exciting. Uh, I'll be excited to see what happens, especially with all the Corona stuff happening to see if people are actually going to, because are they planning to have a season this year or are they going to take a season off to build and then do it next Through year? the XFL? Yeah. I can't imagine that they have plans to have a season like within the next few weeks or so. Right. I guess. Well, they I were think, after, because well, no, they were after the NFL anyway last year. Right, that's true. So I think I'm sure at this point they're just going to try to rebuild the league, um, play it by ear with the virus and everything like that. Um, I cannot imagine that they have concrete plans to start a season this year. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because I mean, I was thinking about that because like all the NFL players who are saying they're not going to play this year is like, what's the point of even having a season? But that's a, that's hey, a whole another. Odell conversation. came out today and, and said the NFL should not play this year. Who did? Odell. Ah. OBJ. Nice. Yeah. Well. So that's, I mean, that's a big name right there. He's an influential fella. Yeah, no, for for sure. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm excited-ish that there's going to be some kind of football on, but I don't anticipate it being anything phenomenal. You know. Yeah, I mean, any sports news is good news these days. Um, we'll see how the NFL season plays out. You know, when it's actually started, if it starts, we'll see. Right. I mean, they can't really they can't really be in a bubble for that, like the NBA. Right. The and teams are so big. But on the reverse side of that, I mean, I feel like the MLB is running into the same problem that the NFL might with all the teams catching Corona. Uh, yep. Like like you were saying, the smaller NBA teams is easy. It's a few of them. Just put them in a bubble. But like baseball teams and football teams, they're huge. So how, I don't really foresee this not happening in the NFL. Also, when baseball is naturally social distance you got outfielders and shit and they're still catching it because i mean they're in the Mm -hmm. same locker room they're in the same dugout so yeah i mean they're playing so many games every year like they're traveling around so much the teams are bigger right um i can't yeah i mean they're they're having to shut down like a couple mlb teams like they can't even play this year yeah i can't remember who i saw this morning that they said they just had a whole team um and they were trapped in milwaukee but yeah this was this was a baseball team yeah it was this morning they said they're quarantining in Milwaukee because the whole team had corona, essentially. Um, Cardinals. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently 13, uh, 13 players and staff got it, so that's a big chunk of that team. Right. Um, it's just just such a weird time to be trying to like restart these huge enterprises and stuff. And, I mean, it it's all just money, honestly, but... Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, I mean, that's it, that's the only thing. <laughs> Which really, I mean, it's the only reason any of any of anything is opening back up. Sure. Yeah. And I I, I don't I don't think, I mean, I can't say for sure because I'm not in this situation. But I feel like I would be more in line with some of these NFL players where I'd say I don't really want to play. You know what I mean? At at this moment in time with what's going on, yep. um, they have enough money to like hold themselves up for a little bit. Well, don't do I they mean, not? I mean, you would think. Yes, yes. Okay, you would think, yes. You would think. I'm sure some people are in a different situation because of spending habits and things like that. Sure, sure. Where whenever there's not a season happening, it's like, where's the money coming from to to support this lifestyle I'm trying to live here? Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a couple NFL players that like just had kids, like newborn babies and things like that, who are like, look, I, I can't play this year. Right. Which, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, no, totally understandable. I do not like fault them in any way. No. No, you can't. You can't do well, it. Well, moving from one type of gaming to another, let's talk some video games. The Avengers game. Uh, just saw today that Spider-Man is going to be a PlayStation exclusive, so suck it, Xbox, I guess. Um, I was actually. Of course he, I mean, of course they're not going to put him out for Xbox. Sure, but I was having a conversation with my local GameStop manager. Um, GameStop, big, big, big friends of the podcast. Thank you, GameStop. Um, and Are he we was allowed telling- to say that? I can say it. It's not true. 
<laughs> it's it's the show wouldn't be possible without GameStop. Right. <laughs> but I was talking to him and he he knew ahead of time that there was gonna be a Sony exclusive and I was like, Yeah, Spider Man probably and he's like, Well yeah, but he was hoping that the Sony exclusive would be Miles and they'd release Peter for like Xbox and everybody. I guess he's an Xbox player. I don't know. We really didn't have that conversation. But that would um, be a cool way to go about it. I thought so too, because Xbox yeah. and PC players still get Spider Man, but then Sony still also has an exclusive, which leads into that new game that we're getting. So I th- yep. I felt like that would be a smart way to go about it, but that's not what we're getting, so it doesn't matter. I mean, Sony is being super, super stingy with Spider Man. They really are. But I mean, I mean maybe for maybe for good reason. I guess that's a good business model. I was gonna say that's their cash cow. Like what else do they have? Uh, nothing exactly venom uh, yeah well yeah venom but let's not talk about that but no that's not really a i was i enjoyed the venom movie for if it was a standalone by itself i don't um condone or want them to introduce tom hardy's venom into tom holland's spider-man and that's all i'll say about that yeah i agree I agree. It's also weird to put out a Venom movie without Spider-Man in the first place. It is. It is. But if you just look at that movie as just like whatever, like standalone one-off type of deal, I'm like, okay, it's a decent movie. It's a good summer blockbuster, whatever. But sure. Moving on. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, t- can you tell us about Hawkeye? Yeah. So so Hawkeye is another um, post-launch player that's going to come out, and it was one of the main like kind of omissions from the the first few trailers that came out. Everybody was pretty much just like, "Where's Hawkeye?" You know, um, everybody loves Hawkeye. He's a regular guy who's, you know, hanging out with the Avengers. I mean, Black Widow's Black Widow. She's got the spy skills and all the gadgets and things like that. And then, and then Hawkeye's just getting by with his bow and, right. and his sarcasm, essentially. <laughs> um, so, so what they're going to do with Hawkeye, from what it sounds like, is he's going to come out post-launch. And it's going to be essentially this DLC built into the main game where he has his own, like, campaign. Mm. Um so like there, there are like the war zone missions and there are campaign missions where you're playing as each different character and I guess they all switch off and then there's this gonna be this whole like campaign story string of just Hawkeye. Wow. Um, yeah. So they're they're showcasing Hawkeye and what they did is they they took this comic called um, My Life Is a Weapon, mm-hmm. which was made a few years ago and it kind of served as like a, I guess like a repurposing of Hawkeye's personality and like his role and things like that. They made him a lot more like charming, a little bit more likable. They even dumbed him down a little bit. He's like not super smart in it. It sounds like <laughs> he's a little spacey sometimes. Um, but um, he's got Kate, Kate Bishop with him as like you know Hawkeye Junior essentially in that. And um, and yeah, I guess they just want to kind of like do a Hawkeye character kind of showcase, so, do a little character development, let him do his thing. Yeah. On the side during the main game. So is um. Kate going to be in the game? Not necessarily as a playable character, but it, will she be involved in his campaign? I don't... Okay, so I don't think we know anything about that yet. I don't think they've said anything, but mm-hmm. they have... I mean, they've specifically mentioned this comic that they're pulling from. Right. And she's a she's a big part of it. So, so you would think that she'd at least make an appearance, even if you can't play it, sir. You would think. Okay. You would think. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, overall, I'm just super pumped for these this Avengers game. It's been I feel like it's been too long since. Well, I mean, it's been forever, like ever. We haven't had a game like this before. No, yeah, totally. There was, there was um what Avengers Ultimate Alliance back in the day. Yeah. Um, where you're running around as a bunch of little guys fighting together, but this is just like next level. It's like the Spider-Man game except the Avengers or Arkham Knight except the Avengers. Right, and you've have you pre-ordered it? No, I haven't yet, but I will at some point. Are you going to get the, do you know which version you're going to get? Um, I guess it, I haven't really compared like what the packages come with. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that one has like a season pass with it and like a couple like extra missions or characters or something. <clears throat> um, so I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of really, really good games coming out. So I don't know if I can just be shelling out a hundred, 120 bucks on each. Sure. You know, no, for, I understand. Like, the, for, like the ultimate editions. And stuff. I understand. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. We'll see where my loyalties lie when, when that time of year comes around, I guess. I was mostly asking because I wanted to see if you were going to get into that early beta. Um, so, yeah. So, I am going to pre-order it so I can get that early beta. Cool. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. And I've already pre-ordered. So, we can hop in, play it a little bit, and then we can give our thoughts uh, when that comes out, which is August 7th? Yeah. I was just about to ask. Like, that drops soon. Yeah. I think I think it's Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I'll, I'll double yeah, check later, but... 
pumped for the game. Awesome. Me too. So, Tenet News. <laughs> Tenet News. I, this is one movie that's been fucking delayed however Tenet many news times. Tenet News is always the same. Do what? Tenet News is the same every time. Yes. Like, you hear the name Tenet, you see it come across on an article, you know exactly what the topic's going to be. Another, Another delay. delay. Now, the last I've heard is we're getting August 26th international and a September 4th domestic. Is that the latest news you have as well? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of this setup they have here? I don't think it's going to happen. Me neither. Maybe, okay, internationally that's a whole different story, but but here in the U.S., like I don't, I don't know how they can swing that. Yeah, no, that's a month away, essentially, and we've still got rising corona cases. All right, so we had a little bit of a delay, but we were talking about Tenet. You were saying you don't think it's going to happen uh, domestically, internationally, possibly. But yes, and I was saying we've got, that's in a month, essentially. We've got rising corona cases. None of the theaters have even thought about opening back up. So how do they plan on this September 4th opening? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't even know what they're thinking with that date. Um, they, I mean, they must have some sort of like select theaters plan, um, like lower attendance or something. Like, I don't know, our, like our movie theaters. I know that movie theaters kind of are working out some sort of strategy on how they can reopen and make it be a different thing. Mm-hmm. Have less people in there, um, show movies in less theaters, generally just have a whole lot less people in there. So maybe they know more than we do about that. Maybe. And I mean, maybe it's maybe it's in line with that. I don't know. Yeah. And I can't imagine like I know restaurants and stuff. Once you're sitting at the table, you can take your mask off. But like, I mean, you're going to have popcorn or, or, or whatever in a movie. And I'm not going to sit through a movie with a mask on the whole time. And then. Right. I, I mean, I guess I would you have to close off some of the seats, take some of the seats out. I don't know how they're like, what if I want to sit next to Jess? You know, you know what I mean? There's all these. Yeah. I mean, you're also you're also in the dark, so everybody's gonna have their mask off. Because sure. Nobody's gonna be able to tell them otherwise. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know what they do. They space the seats out, remove some seats, maybe put up some barriers between yeah. them. I, I have no idea. It's it's gonna be interesting. I just want to see this damn movie. Yes, I feel like it's been so like it, the story of Tenet. Like it's just it's long journey to getting it out, and now I don't even know. Like I'm sure the movie's gonna be good. It's a Chris Nolan movie. It's it's gonna be good, but I've it's just been drawn out so long. I don't even know how I'm gonna feel afterwards. You know, like oh, that's what I waited all it this time for. It. Do I? Yeah, it better. It just better be worth it. Exactly. And uh, and it's funny that you mentioned you know this long drawn out story that this like saga that the movies had right with all these delays. But what's funny about that is that on the flip side, I still don't really know anything about the plot of the movie. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> I just know I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> did I read somewhere or did I make this up that it it's in the same universe as Inception or um I might I don't know. I don't know. You I don't know. You might have made that up. The movie looks very similar to Inception. Hmm. Just okay. Maybe that's in just a, in a lot of ways. Maybe that's just what I thought. I feel like it's in the same universe as another Chris Nolan movie. The Dark Knight. That's yes. what you're thinking. That's what it, yes. Thank you. Yeah, 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 And that's why he put Pattinson in it, just as like a subtle nod. Exactly. No, I found it. It's, it was a uh, Hollywood Reporter article that I read. It says, does Christopher Nolan's Tenet have a hidden Inception connection? So um, if you want to- So that's re- speculation. Yeah, if you want to read that, it's the Hollywood Reporter. But um, yeah, so it's not official or anything. It was just some speculation thing I read. Anyway, so Tenet, hopefully we uh, get to see it some at some time. I don't know why they didn't just push it to next year like black widow and all the other big movies did is there a reason did anybody say a reason i no i i don't know i didn't hear anything about a reason it just it it just seems like it's very clear that they want this to be the first movie people see when theaters reopen sure like no matter what so they're just going to keep putting it right on the edge there and that's that is a smart play because people have been without movies so long that they're gonna rush as soon as they open and go see some you know what i mean so i mean it's yeah. a smart play to say all right we'll just keep pushing it on the edge on the edge on the edge and then once theaters open our movie is going to be what people go to see because there's no competition right now yeah no, that's kind of like a historic thing they might be going for there like this is one of the first like movies when society reopened sure Everyone's well gonna go we've, we've figured out their plot their plan so but then again like too many people are going to want to go see that movie so how do you combat that? Exactly. There, it's going to be 
they're going to have to extend the hours of the movie. No, the movie theater, all the screens are just going to be tenant. That's what it is. Right, right. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> we're just going to have to we're just gonna have to watch how it plays out, just like everything else these days. Pretty much. Just wait and watch. Yeah. You, you know what I waited to watch uh, this weekend? You, see, you like that segue? You see that segue? Dude, that was flawless. <laughs> uh, the SpaceX return. Yes. Crew Dragon ship um, landed in the Gulf of Mexico. It was at the International Space Station for about 60 days. Um, and this is this is what, the first um, return of a shuttle since, what, 75 or something? Something, uh, yeah, I think it was like 40 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, and what's what's interesting is that NASA themselves are saying straight up, like, look, everything has changed now. NASA is no longer going to be the owner and the operator of like all of this technology. NASA is purely a customer now. Like that's sure. what NASA said. So this is the the age of commercial space travel, like one hundred percent. And and yeah, they t- they also mentioned straight up in conjunction with Elon Musk and you know all those guys on his side. Um, that this is the beginning of us taking uh, like passengers, like customers, like regular civilians up into space. Like we're going to start with just orbit and then we're going to put, you know, customers on the moon and then we're going to go to Mars after that. So how far away are we from uh, the orbit section? Probably not far. Um, I'm sure he's already. So he, so Elon's already thinking about Mars, right? So, right. Yeah. He's got Mars. <laughs> so the, yeah. So the orbit, like putting a, you know, just some regular client up into orbit, that's probably pretty soon. Like, I think that he's probably got the technology for it. Um, and I'm sure that he has buyers lined up, actually. I'm sure it's like millions or a billion dollars. I don't I don't even know how yes, much. Yes, I was going to ask cost. you how much you think that's going to cost. It's it's There's no way it's less than like a million. I'm thinking it's got to be multiple millions. But I, I feel know. like he said he wanted like the average person to be able to experience this at some point. So the average person doesn't have a million dollars. So... Um, are they gonna do a lottery I mean, type system? I mean, unless it's the price of like a plane ticket, then this average person's not gonna be able to afford it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So, I feel like all right. So, get your million dollar customers to pay for the bulk of it, and then have a lottery system for like people like you and me who obviously don't have a million dollars to shell out to go to space, which would be fucking awesome. I'd love to go to space. I'd love to see what the Earth looked like from out there. But well, we know it's flat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. That's not even a debate. If you think it's round, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, the science is, is pretty set in stone on that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually done any research into it. I just I just um, believe what I see on Facebook. That's where we get all of our information. Is that not what everybody does? No, I mean, from what I know, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, I would love to go to space too. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, who... It's like a whole... Like that's a that's an experience that, I mean, it, it's a different. I mean, it's I don't even know how to describe it. It's like next level. It's transcended. Like you can't do it on Earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, Elon's looking to Mars. Um, we're looking at commercial space station now. I know it's not just SpaceX. I feel like Boeing is looking at space Boeing. flight, and I f- so with with NASA right now, it's Boeing and SpaceX. Yeah, that's who their cust- that's who their customers are, or that's who um, their client of yeah. right now, essentially. And I feel like there's a Boeing launch coming up soon, ish. Not like next week or anything, but I feel like I read it. Excuse but me. The week after. Um, what? Not next week, but the week after. The week after. Um, but who do? Like, okay, Boeing is Boeing's the one whose planes have been fucking up lately, right? Is Boeing the one whose planes have been fucking up lately? Yeah, the 747. So if you can't do an (laughs) Earth flight, am I really supposed to trust you to take me to space? I mean, I would. You would? Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, As long as it's the price of a a plane ticket, I'm doing it. (laughs) I don't care. Oh my gosh! All right, so SpaceX is the luxury space flight. Boeing is like the the fucking Spirit Airlines of space. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Actually, had a Spirit trip get canceled because of coronavirus. I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico in March, and so were you. I was also Spirit, but I chose Spirit, so I didn't get any money back. I chose 
American, and so I've got you a plane got ticket. Some sort of credit. <laughs> I've got a plane ticket that I've got to use at some point. I'm pretty sure Spirit gave me. This is the only time I've bought a ticket with Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my thinking was, you know, as long as I'm going to end up in Puerto Rico, the in-between doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, they they had the audacity. I got an email. They were like, hey, you got a flight credit. Uh, I want to say it was like $12 or something like that. that was... <laughs> Dude, I'm not joking. <laughs> I know. And that's why it's so funny. They gave They literally looked you in the face and gave you $12 as a credit. They looked me in the face, too. Through that email, they looked into your soul and said, here's $12. Use it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's yeah. on Spirit. That's like a trip to to Europe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get to Iceland with that. Yeah. So you'll you'll be golden, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm not no, that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I got my, I got my money's worth at the end of the day. <laughs> there you go. Did they, they at least did. So they didn't give you any money back, just that $12 credit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank it you. It was more uh, than Spe- I was expecting. Well, yeah, well, true. Spirit, big yeah. friends of the podcast. Thank you, Spirit Airlines. Yeah, we couldn't do it without you. <laughs> um, in other TV news, The Witcher has got a prequel coming out. It's called The Witcher yeah. Blood Origin. It's going to be in six parts and set 1,200 years before uh, Geralt. Um, it's going to focus on uh, the worlds of monsters, men, and elves when they merged into one and how the first Witcher came to be. Now, I am still in the middle of The Witcher that we got a while ago. I'm on. I'm halfway through. Um, I don't remember why I stopped. Um, I just know that I did, and so I've seen half of it. You, I assume, have seen the whole thing. I have seen the whole thing, um, and I have since tried to rewatch it because it is a fairly confusing show. Mm-hmm. Um, different timelines. Yep. They don't really tell you when they're switching back and forth. You nope. just have to use context clues. Some people don't really age a whole lot. So sure. That doesn't give you a clue either. Nope. Um, overall, very good show. Mm-hmm. Finish it. And that's it. That's an order. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's an order. <laughs> um, but no, I'm. It's it's really interesting how how the Witcher. So the Witcher has been really the books have always been popular ish. Um, the the third game has always been incredibly popular. And now that we've got Superman playing Geralt in the show, the popularity of The Witcher is just like next level. Um, so before The Witcher season two is even out, we got, uh, you know, sideshows, this little mini series that they're putting out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that world's got so much like lore to dig into. They might as well go back to like 20 or what is it, 1200 years? Yeah. Um, and show us how this stuff started. I'd like to see the first Witcher. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you know how excited I am once I uh, finish The Witcher. But I will say, toss a coin. That that shit's fire. Oh, dude. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. God, that's a bop. It is. Jessica hates it, so if I ever want to get on her nerves, I just play it real loud on all the Alexas, and um, I go about my day. But How could you... How could you hate that song? It's it's one of the catchiest songs to come out in recent years. All right. So the reason I think that she hates it is because I used it as my alarm at one point. And so it would wake her up in the mornings. And that might have just because she didn't watch the okay. show with me. I was watching it by myself. And so that was like her first foray into that song was waking up at seven in the morning hearing that song. Um, so that might be why she hates it. But who knows? Well, uh, buddy, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know why there was even any uh, any mystery around that. Like, but, I don't know why she hates it. Yeah. I just thought it would be like because I used the epic version, and I thought to start my day with that like orchestra would be like, Ugh. and it was for a while until she got annoyed with it. But well, for you it was. Yeah, for me. <laughs> um, but can you hear an echo? Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Mm-hmm. A little bit, maybe. Okay. Um, so, last last topic on the rundown. We've got Universal to shorten their theater window. So, Universal and AMC theaters have reached a deal that shortens the time when a movie premieres in theaters to when it's available on VOD from 90 days to 17 days, which is, they cut that over half. That's like not even a month that it's out, which is smart, I guess, but there's no theaters open, so... Is this going to be moving forward even post-corona, or is this just kind of 
to ramp up the movie industry like right when we open things back up i think i think the deciding factor is how um ingrained is this policy going to become with video on demand like the streaming services and things like that they're going to have to be the ones that let go of this policy when everything goes back to normal you know what i mean sure um so they're getting a big win with these movies coming to their services way sooner than they would before and they're going to make a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's going to be up in the air for sure. It's an interesting it's an interesting concept and what a huge change in the time frame. Yeah, yeah. I they like I, you would think it'd go from like ninety to forty five first, but it, ninety to seventeen that's a dramatic jump that I just was not expecting. Right, right. And you, I mean, you know for a fact that the studios themselves like they want their movies to be in theaters for as long as possible. That's where all the money comes from. I mean, they re-released. Come from, what is it? Infinity War or Endgame? Endgame. Yes, they re-released Endgame to fucking. They did it. They push them over. Did it with Avatar. Yeah, Yeah. and and Avatar had already done that when they were in theaters too. Like they had the movie out for however long it came out of theaters, and then they're like, "Wait a second, we just made so many billions of dollars, but we could probably make a little bit more." Exactly. They put it right back into theaters for like another week. And that's what Avengers had to do to, to beat that record. Um, I mean, so, yeah, who knows how that's going to play out now. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch. But let's move on to our main topics for the day. So get into it. Clay is going to give us a little rundown of what we've seen in the NBA so far, and I will ask questions where I get confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the NBA is back um, with a vengeance. We got the bubble situation happening here. Um, it's basically teams picking up where they left off and running for the playoffs. So we've got a handful of games every single day. We've got games early in the day. It kind of feels like March Madness, honestly. It's it's really exciting. Um, and it's it's a good sport to be the first one to come back. The NBA, you know, is, is super influential in, like, a lot of the social things that are happening right now. So it, it seems to just make sense. Um the games themselves have been a little sloppy, although we have had a couple games that have ran into the like the 140 to 150 range. Um, opening night, we had LeBron James already hit a game winner over the Clippers, so you know we're already right back into it. We got the rivalries going strong. Um, we actually have John Morant playing Zion Williamson right now, so that's kind of like a Rookie of the Year uh, like showcase right there. So one of those guys will end up getting the award. Um, couple injuries that have happened because obviously they've been out for so long now they're just jumping right back into it i just hope lebron can stay healthy through the finals or through the playoffs in general um but yeah it's it's been exciting um we've got some guys putting up really big games we've got some guys showing obvious rust putting up really bad games but but yeah i mean the rivalries are in place the players still hate each other some of them um (laughs) and it's just exciting that basketball's back awesome now I watched the Pelicans game. That's the one game I actually did watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I didn't know the drama of uh, Zion before a game where the coaches said he was out of shape because he mm-hmm. left the bubble to see his sick relative. Is, is that – am I – Yes, yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's there's always kind of just like an aura around Zion where – everybody thinks he's not in shape as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so any excuse to like cap his minutes and things like that. I mean, I was watching the Pelicans playing yesterday and uh, I mean, he just looked like he was struggling to even run up and down the court. Like, yeah. That guy's got so much weight on him. Um, he can do, he can do such crazy things, but he's just such a tank. You know, you can only have so much movement right. for an hour and a half, two hours or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think, that's probably more of just an excuse to cap his minutes. Than anything. Sure. Okay. Because I was gonna say, I, I think he played like 15 minutes and he had 13 field goals um, yep. in those 15 minutes. So, yeah, he's highly efficient. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, only he could play a full game. Well, yeah. Why would I? Why would I not play him a little bit more? But um, I'm not a coach. Well, they they get paid. Him. Do what? They also want to save him for the playoffs. Sure, but they also lost that game. So, right. You got to right. think. Maybe if I put him in a. Do you think as a coach you're like maybe if I would have put Zion in a little bit more I would have had we would have won the game. I think of course. So, so how do you, who's, what's their next game? How do you, how do you think the, the play is going to change based well, on so that? They're, they're playing, they're playing right now. And um, it's the second quarter. Let's see how much this guy's played so far. 
So Zion has played so far tonight in the second quarter. He has played, um, well, 10 minutes. So he's up there with the starters. Um, they haven't really capped him yet in this game. Okay. So, but I bet that changes in the second half. Does And how many points does he have? Field goals? Anything? Yeah. Oh, of course, dude. He's got, I think I saw he had like 11 points or something. Yeah, he's got 11 points, so he is leading. He's the second leading scorer in the game right now. Okay. And... I'm sorry, you probably said this already. Who are they playing? They're playing the the Grizzlies with Grizzlies. John Morant. Okay. Yep. Um. So, this is still like regular season play to see who's getting to the playoffs, correct? Yep. And yep. do do you have any spec? I want to hear like Clay's speculation on who's making it to the playoffs. Okay. So, so the top teams right now are it's still going to be the Lakers. The Clippers are still up there, although they don't really seem to be clicking as well as they could right now. The Lakers look pretty good. Um, let's see. The Lakers actually just lost to the Raptors, who are in their first year without Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. um, you know, finals MVP from their team. And they look like they almost have a better team than they did when he was there. They just beat the Lakers. Um, their chemistry looks like it's off the charts. Their defense looks incredible. Mm. They're moving the ball around like the Spurs. You know, mm-hmm. they'll have possessions where they have like 15 passes and then they score an open three or something like that. Um, so, yeah, those are those are some of the top teams. I mean, we still have the Rockets in the mix, but, you know, they're looking a little shaky here and there. Um, we've still got the Bucks in the mix, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Mavericks are looking pretty good with Porzingis and, uh, and Luka. So it, it's going to be exciting. I don't think there's any team that really is like head and shoulders above the rest right now. Sure. Um, I mean, the team to beat is going to be like the Clippers, obviously, with that team that they have. Like they were built for a championship. Um, the Lakers obviously have looked really, really good all season, even before the break. Um, so like if LeBron can stay healthy and Anthony Davis can stay healthy, like it's going to go through them. But I think it goes, I mean, it, in the West, it goes through L.A. In the East, it probably goes through Toronto. Okay, and out of those two, who's who do you who's winning? The Lakers are going to win this year. Yeah, LeBron's going to get that. LeBron's going to get that next ring. Um, he's going to move himself further into the goat category. Awesome. So, well, you yeah, heard it here first. Mark it down. And mark it down. Are you still a, are you still a Pistons fan? Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> I am. So um, we don't even really have to like mention them. Um, there's no point in even in even spending time on that team. Sure. I I mean I didn't know if like because you know kids tend to uh their favorite team tends to be like their family's favorite team i didn't know if like you came into your own and and decided to like a different team or not so i just was double checking yeah yeah no i i mean i'm loyal to a fault really yeah you are i I can i can vouch i'm like a puppy in that Uh, regard like a mongrel dog some would say some would um i would be one of them yeah there we go yeah (laughs) anything else you wanted to add on the nba clay um, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for now. We're, we're going to have a lot more to talk about as, as the season goes on and we get closer to the playoffs for now. I'm just happy basketball's back. It feels like March madness kind of mixed with the NBA playoffs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing hard. You know, the skill wise, some guys are still a little shaky, a little rusty. Um, but other guys already have it, you know, like they never even took a day off. Um, so it, it should get more exciting as it goes on. Gotcha. I do have one more question. I just thought of it. And you, okay. you might not have the answer. Um, how did they decide on Orlando for the NBA um, bubble um, in Florida with some of the highest corona cases? So you know it's at Disney, right? I do know it's at Disney, yes. Um, you know how influential Disney as a company is? Sure. Um, did you know that Disney owns ESPN? I did. So I think that that maybe has something to do with it. Okay. Um I don't, I don't really know for sure, but obviously it's not the most ideal place for them to be, but at least they're like separate from everything. Sure. Yeah. And I did think it might've been, had something to do with the Disney ESPN thing, but then I was thinking like, it's, but it's, Disney doesn't own the NBA. So that's where my like questioning was right. happening. Right. I mean, I mean, you never know when it comes to Disney. It's, it's probably always safe to assume that they pulled some strings. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That was just one of my questions just because Florida is such a hotbed right now, but moving on. We have some Emmy noms. So the uh, the announcement came out uh, last Tuesday, and I'll just start with the eligibility period was June 1st, 2019 to May 31st, 2020. And uh, the actual Emmys, it'll be obviously it'll be a virtual Emmys hosted by Jimmy Kimmel on September 20th on ABC. So 
that's uh, what we have there. And I'm just going to go down. I did I did kind of the main awards, if you want to call them that. Like, everybody's important. Production, sound, all that. Everybody's important. But, like, these are the, the awards that most people would want to hear, in my opinion. This mm-hmm. is what I thought. So, For sure. Drama series, we've got better co- – and feel free to – we can stop in between awards and talk about, like, who shows we watch, who we think might win, and, and all that. But drama series, we have Stay. Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. Jesus, that's a big list. Like, all of these are pretty – I feel like they're long lists, but – Yeah, they are. And, I mean, a lot of really, like, heavy hitters Sure. all down the line, obviously. And – I, I, I know I want to watch Succession. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I'll binge it one time. I like Brian Cox. I like what I think the story looks like about like a powerful family. How, you, you too. Well, I started watching Succession pretty recently ah, like okay. over the last couple months. Um, I'm into season two right now, and so far so good. Um, it's a really solid show with some really solid acting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an interesting. I mean, it's an interesting concept. Uh, you know, underlying as well. It's is he breaking up the empire or like to his children or is he like seeing who's going to take his place what what is neither neither uh, he doesn't want he doesn't want to leave he doesn't want to change anything ah so he's he's really old he's got some health issues and things like that and essentially his son was already kind of running the company for him mm-hmm. and then when like the health issues started coming out and the board got wind of it and things like that they start kind of like things start moving like pieces start moving dynamics start shifting you can tell the son wants you know to continue running the company as he has been mm-hmm. without his dad coming back in after this leave of absence and like screwing things up like making bad decisions and looking weak while he's sick and things like that which which are things that definitely happen um and uh and yeah so he basically has to i'm not i mean no spoilies or anything like that but mm-hmm. it's just the family essentially figuring out how to make the transition from him to them gotcha and cool he, and he is he is a, a big fighter in the process he doesn't want to leave so almost kind of like a, a reverse king lear type deal yep cool and out of that list who's your pick to win like not not who you think's gonna win but who would you want to win i know we probably haven't seen all of them all these shows mm-hmm. but go for it so the the only ones that i haven't seen are well all of succession um, well, I've seen only some of it. I haven't seen The Crown, and I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, although I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, honestly, this is really hard. Um, I wanna, I wanna go with Better Call Saul, but okay. but like, but like Killing Eve and Ozark. Stranger Things feels like an easy choice. Sure, um, and that can they can win like the Kids Choice Awards or something like that. Um. <laughs> um I'm gonna have to go with Better Call Saul. I think. Honestly. Okay. I haven't you? seen a lot of these, so I've seen. Which ones have you seen? I've seen The Mandalorian and I've seen Stranger Things, and that's I it. saw I saw season one of Handmaid's Tale, but that's not the season that's up for nomination. So, brother, you haven't seen Ozark. I have not. I know you it's on my seen... it's on my watch list. What are you even watching right now? Well, right now I'm watching The Umbrella Academy. Okay, well, what were you watching before this weekend? Before this weekend, what was I watching? Um, I was watching a combination of things. I was watching Space Force and Avenue 5 and something else that I can't remember, so I must not have been that good. Wow. Um, so watch Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, so we went through Unsolved Mysteries recently, too. Pretty solid show. Mm-hmm. Um, watch Ozark. Okay. How many seasons are they at so far? I think season three. And the next one's going to be the last one? Is that what I read? I believe so. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I will binge it all but before that one comes out. Yeah, it's it's like uh, produced by Jason Bateman. A lot of the episodes are directed by him, written by him. Mm-hmm. Um, really good show. It's like, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Please don't say no. You're shaking your head no. I am shaking my don't head. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Just still don't say it. Um, well, I was going to compare it to that, but... It would go over your head. I know the gist of it. Oh, do you? I think. Something about meth, right? Something about meth. No, he's a he's a chemistry teacher. Gets cancer, starts selling meth, takes it too oh, it's far. It's actually blue rock candy. Ah, yeah. yum! Now I want some rock candy. Common misconception. Ah, well. Speaking who, of noms. 
<laughs> Comedy series. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Schitt's Creek, What We Do in the Shadows. Now, I've seen a little bit more of these, but still not all of them. Which ones of these have you seen? I saw all of the season that's nominated for Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've seen seasons one through three of The Good Place, not the last season. I've seen the first one or two seasons of Insecure, can't remember which. Um, and I've watched the first episode of Shit's Creek. Is Insecure the one with, who is it, Issa Rae? Issa Rae, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, cool. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen maybe half of these. Have you seen Dead to Me? No. Okay, so Dead to Me is a newer Netflix show. It's Christina Applegate and um, Linda Cardellini. Yeah, her name is. I've seen I've seen the the trailer, and uh, James Marsden's in it, and it's it's a funny show. It's like a dark humor. Um, highly recommend. Okay. So, what's your choice out of what you've seen in these? Out of what I've seen, I'm gonna go with Curve. Okay, so I actually haven't seen this newest season of Curve, okay. but I've heard really good things about it. Um, and uh, Shit's Creek, I've seen the first like two seasons of. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was like as popular of a show as it is until very recently. Same. I learned that like pretty much everybody on my team at work watches it and is like obsessed with it. You know, I I got a few friends that came over the other day and they're like, "Oh, you guys haven't watched Shit's Creek?" You, and then that's why we watched the first episodes because they were like, "You've got to put it on right now." Um, but yeah, no, I didn't realize it was that popular either because I had heard of it. I just never cared to watch it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I was until I realized that I was like the only person not watching it. <laughs> well, it lit a um, fire so, under your ass, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so who's winning? I'm going to. So since I haven't seen this most recent season of Curb, I'm going to I'm going to throw a curveball in. I'm going to put up dead to me as okay. the winner. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Um, I'm yeah. actually surprised that they're on this list at all, huh. but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with it. Do you think they're going to give it to the good place because it was their last season? Um, maybe, but again, I haven't seen this most recent season of The Good Place. I've only seen season one and two, I believe. But you know how, like, a lot of times these award shows, they'll just kind of, right. here, here's an award, you know what I mean? What if um, they did that for, what if they did that for Game of Thrones? I would have been. Final, for their <laughs> final season. I would have been livid. I would have <laughs> threw a lot of people. I would have threw a lot of stuff. Yeah, this award show would have been boycotted for, like, the rest of eternity. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like zero, zero credibility. Um. I do. I'm going to say this and then move on. I do want to watch what we do in the shadows. Um, I've seen parts of the movie and it's Taika, right? Yes. And so I'm, I'm interested. He's, he's always, he's like, he's solid. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that guy puts out is going to be good. Right. Next we've got limited series, which I've only seen one of these. So I'm just like a horrible host, little fires everywhere. Miss America, unbelievable, unorthodox and Watchmen. Guess which one I saw. I've I've seen the same one, and that's the only one I've seen on this list. Okay, Watchmen. so, yeah, so Watchmen's <laughs> going to win for us. <laughs> yep, yep, Watchmen gets the nod by default. Uh, it's, but it is a great show. It is, yeah, I was going to say, it, it is really good, and I like that they didn't try to recreate the comic in yep. uh, show form. They continued, did their own story. That was really cool, and it was right. a good story, right. like, relevant. It was, it was the same kind of thing Watchmen is, where it's, like, got relevant themes in, in superhero-type world. You know what I mean? It's it's good. Yeah, yeah, and the the show definitely keeps the superhero stuff to a minimum. Yes, it's more more police, police. I'm trying to think of how to say this because it's like the police have secret identities because of right. this one night. But, but they're still but they're still typically doing like police work. Right. And they're still and they're still taking down the the heroes. Right. So that's a good one. All right, lead actor in a drama series. We're gonna blow through these. Uh, we got Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Steve Carell for The Morning Show, Brian Cox for Succession, Billy Porter in Pose, Jeremy Strong in Succession. Um, and I'm just going to read through these lists. We don't have to talk about them all. Uh, lead actress in a drama series, Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show, Olivia Colman The Crown, Jodie Comer Killing Eve, Laura Linney Ozark, Sandra Oh Killing Eve, Zendaya Euphoria. Lead actor in a comedy series, Anthony Anderson Blackish, Don Cheadle Black Monday, Ted Dance in The Good Place, Michael Douglas The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy Schitt's Creek, and Rami Youssef, I think I said that right, in Rami. 
uh, lead actress in a comedy series, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Linda Cardellini, Dead to Me, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Issa Rae, Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. Lead actor in a limited series or movie, Jeremy Irons, Watchmen, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, Paul Mescal, Normal People, Jeremy Pope, Hollywood, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True. Lead actress in a limited series or movie, Kate Blanchett, Miss America, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Regina King, Watchmen, Octavia Spencer, Self Made, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. Um, all right, so then we're going to get into supporting. So let's just talk about these mains real quick in a general sense. Anything you were, any snubs you saw or anything you were surprised by? Um, let's see. Uh, okay, in terms of snubs, I'm not really seeing any representation for Better Call Saul, and there's some incredible acting in that show. Sure. Bob Odenkirk's um, really Bob- good. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Um, I mean, okay, so Giancarlo Esposito, I saw him on here. Is that for Better Call Saul? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, but we're not down there yet. No. Um, yeah, I mean, Bob Odenkirk. I forget the actress that plays um, that plays Kim, his girlfriend slash ally, but she, like, absolutely kills it. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just, like, I mean, it's, it's actors from the main shows then. Yeah, I haven't seen Better Call Saul because I want to watch Breaking Bad first, but then I'm dragging my feet on that because I feel like I'm so far Are you even planning on watching either? Am I planning on watching either? Yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on – I've tried to watch um, Better – not, excuse me. I've tried to watch Breaking Bad twice, and the beginning hasn't grabbed me yet. So the first time I made it through the first episode, the second time I made it through four episodes, and that was – but, but, but – the second time was a couple months ago, so I'm not as far removed as I was from the first time I tried to watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a show that builds from beginning to end. Sure, right? I, so and I get if that. If you want to quit at the beginning, you're not going to get any of the, the build. Exactly. And the other thing I'm, I, I, I feel it, that happens is because this is an older show and newer things are coming out, it's like I'm watching, I'm watching, but now I've got to pivot to this and then watch that but then i gotta pivot here instead of going back to breaking bad you see what i see so it's just kind of like a cycle you're just gonna have to plan it out man set aside some time set aside some breaking bad time specifically i'll I'll put it on my calendar moving on to supporting supporting actor in a drama series giancarlo esposito better call saw love him bradley whitford the handmaid's tale billy crudup the morning show mark duplass the morning show nicholas braun succession kieran culkin succession Matthew McFadden, Faden, uh, Succession, Jeffrey w- Jeffrey Wright, Westworld, Supporting actor- Actress in a Drama Series, Laura Dern, Big Little Lies, Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies, Helena Bonham Carter, The Crown, Samira Wiley, The Handmaid's Tale, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve, Julia Garner, Ozark, Sarah Snook, Succession, Tandy Newton, Westworld, Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, Andre Brower, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, William Jackson Harper, The Good Place, Alan Arkin, The Kaminsky Method, Sterling K. Brown, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Tony Shalhoub, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Mahershala Ali, Rami, Kenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live, Dan Levy, Schitt's Creek, Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, Betty Gilpin, Glow, Darcy Carden, The Good Place, Yvonne Orji, uh, Insecure, Alex Borstein, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Marin Hinkle, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live, Cecily Strong, Saturday Night Live, Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek, Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie, Dylan McDermott, Hollywood, Jim Parsons, Hollywood, Titus Burgess, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy, Kimmy vs. the Reverend, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Watchmen, Jovan Adepo, Watchmen, uh, I have to look up who he played, Louis Gossett Jr., or can you do that while I'm reading? Louis Gossett Jr., yep. Watchmen, Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie, Holland Taylor, Hollywood, Uzo Aduba, Miss America, Margot Martindale, Miss America, Tracy Ullman, Miss America, Tony Collette, Unbelievable, and Gene Smart, Watchmen. Got some solid representation of Watchmen in there, and Westworld. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got two Westworlds, which I I guess I could see Westworld Season 3 was very divisive. A lot of people were not too... Right. I mean, it was a, it was a completely different vibe for the show. Totally. Um, so then this guy from Watchmen, Joe Von Adepo, he played... Um, the uh, uh what is it hooded justice oh okay. that episode where they like he was good yeah he was good yeah yeah he was awesome i mean the first uh he was like playing the world's first black gay superhero essentially. right but the world and he was an absolute badass but the world thought he was a white guy right 
yeah. and that's the only way that like they were going to let him do his thing. Right. No, yeah. That that episode I think might be my favorite episode of uh Watchmen. Yeah, the, it's definitely one of mine. That episode was awesome. Yeah. It was it was really good. Um so yeah, you get he is awesome. Um yeah, so we got a lot of uh Watchmen. We had a lot of Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, a lot of Hollywood and a lot of a succession, decent um, pretty much every yeah, pretty much everybody from Successions in this yeah. somewhere. A decent amount of Big Little Lies. Yeah. Which in the, the morning show, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen the morning show either. But the big snub I saw people talking about as a snub was um God damn, I forgot her name. Um Reese Witherspoon from Big Little Lies. Which yeah. I saw the first season of Big Little Lies. I didn't watch uh the one that's nominated, so I don't really know um if her acting got worse, which I can't imagine it would I feel but. like she's been kinda killing it these days. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't get nominated for that or the morning show, which she was also in. So that's why uh, people were saying she got snubbed. She put a video out. I didn't watch it because I didn't have time to. But it was like Reese Witherspoon responds to Emmy snub. So I, but I can't imagine she was like salty about it or anything. That just doesn't seem like her personality. It was probably just like a right, not like um, Adam Sandler. He got snubbed from what the Golden Globes for um, for uh, what's uncut gems. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, he put out a video. He was like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, the next movie I make is going to be the worst movie you've ever seen. And that's going to be my punishment to y'all for not nominating. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot see Reese Witherspoon going that route. Right. No, but, um, um no, it's, it's a pretty solid list. Maybe I should watch the marvelous Miss Maisel. I don't know. I mean, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. There's just so much good. And that's the thing about living in the time we live now with like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and they're all making their own original content is there's so much to watch and it's like high quality stuff because people are cutting the cord yeah. from cable and putting money into these companies. So they have more money to make bigger budget, better things. And yeah, um, these are, these are all really big budget shows these days. Yeah. And that's why um, it's so hard to, to keep up. I feel like, but we will do it for you. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we've got our, the boys thing going on, right? So, they actually, I want to say it was like Cinemax or something, which was originally going to make the boys. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't give them the budget that they needed for the show. So Amazon picked it up and gave them all the money in the world. Wow. And to make essentially a series of movies like with that type of budget. Remind, is Cinemax not a subsidiary of HBO or? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I, I feel like I've ever had Cinemax. I thought HBO... Um, owned cinemax like it was the parent company that's why but i mean it's definitely the poor man's hbo like they don't have nearly as much money um yeah owned by home box office inc so it's interesting that okay. but maybe they just budget maybe, cinemax okay, with so maybe, much money maybe it wasn't cinemax it was one of those for sure either way either way it just goes to show how big these streaming services are becoming you know yeah yeah um, I mean, it's a good time for it too. Yeah, uh, especially, especially during um, when we're all working from home and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, hence, hence my last comment. We're all at home. Oh, I did not hear that. that was, you said it so <laughs> quietly. I'm sorry. We're all at home. There it is. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, I did kind of notice a lack of, um, maybe I just missed it. A lack of Stranger Things kids in these actor lists. No, you didn't miss it. They weren't there. Yeah, I feel like those kids, like, since that show came out, everybody's putting them up for awards and stuff. And Yeah. But no, none of them. Not I'm, even 11. I'm surprised. Not, not He's not a kid, but um, Hopper, uh, David Harbour. He David was, Harbour. He was really good in season three. Like, he actually did yeah. some acting. He wasn't just, like, gruff sheriff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, we still have Winona Ryder in the mix. Sure, and she was thing. she was good as well, and she didn't get anything yeah. either. That so that's that's interesting. I guess either they got snubbed as well, or it just goes to show how good the rest of these shows are. It's a pretty stacked. I feel like the field is really stacked this year. It seems like. Yeah, because I can't any imagine of these shows. Do say. Any of these shows, I feel like could win. I mean, there are, there are shows on these lists that we haven't even seen that all I've heard is like amazing things about. Right. No, and same the ones same. that I have seen on these lists are I know they're good. Right. No, yeah, it's crazy. So much. But we will uh watch on what did I say, September twentieth? Is that I don't know that I'll watch the Emmys. You don't? 
you'll just know. look at the list afterwards probably yeah i mean i might watch the beginning of it because i'm curious how they're going to do it virtually because i'm curious because this is we're coming up on award season so i'm curious how especially with no movies coming out how the oscars is going to operate and so yeah i guess this will this will kind of be an experiment for it right and that's kind of the main reason i want because i I honestly don't usually watch the Emmys. I just do what you're going to do and wait for the list to come out. Um, but since this is the first award uh, show coming out in quarantine, I'm curious to see how it changes. Because, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's pe- celebrities get on stage, present awards. Sometimes there's music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I will watch. Let's watch it together and make, like, a drinking game out of it. Oh, that would be fun. Every time a show that we haven't watched wins an award, we have to drink. We haven't seen a lot of these shows. So there's going to be a lot of dr- – yes. All right. We will we will write down the rules, everything we're going to drink for. That's a good one. We'll write down some more. We'll post it so you guys can play along, all two of our followers. I think we have four, actually. All four of our followers, um, you can play along you with guys. us. Uh, all right. So Clay mentioned this earlier in passing, but we are doing a boys rewatch to prepare you for season two of The Boys. The rewatch is going to start with episode one, obviously, and we're going to go through each episode. This week is going to be a special week. We're going to put out four episodes, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, Each episode will cover one episode of The Boys and will be spoiler-free. So if you've never seen The Boys, you don't have to worry about getting spoiled when you listen to these. And it's just going to be a companion podcast to go along with your watch. So follow us along on that. Uh, we have a social media, an Instagram, masters.cultureverse on Instagram. So go ahead and give us a follow there. And uh, we thank you for listening to us. Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we leave? Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We've got a ton of stuff coming out in the next week or so, the next couple weeks for sure. Um, So, yeah, just stick with us for more Cultureverse. Awesome. We appreciate you. See you guys later.